there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. We were on mute. Oh, okay. We are no longer on mute. Cool. Love that for us. It's fine. Love that for us. So this, it's going to be great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Shanna? Are you guys ready? (laughs) That just made my heart so happy. Okay. But, oh, my God, there are people watching us do this. It's okay, because a professor told me in my first ever college speech class to just imagine everybody naked. So we're just imagining you naked. <laughs> you guys are the cutest. <laughs> Woo. Hey. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, so welcome to Spotify Live. Our first I'm, ever Spotify our, Live. Our first ever uh where we found out yesterday we are podlers in yeah, the podcasting world since we're new. We're less than a year old. Um, but I am shy and this is Shanna. Um, we're the hosts of You're Doing Fine Oklahoma, where we talk um, every week about mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets. Um, and we have a story this week that actually includes all of those things. So... We're super excited about that. Um, it is set in our home state of Oklahoma. And of course, no one, not even the investigators on the case can decide um, on just one theory of what happened. So this is the disappearance of the Jameson family. Um, and since we only have 30 minutes, we're going we're gonna to keep it brief, kind of go over what we know theories, you know, what happened the day of all those things. So we'll start off with what we do know. So we know Bobby, Sherry Lynn, and Madison uh, Jameson disappeared on or after October 8th of 2009. Um, At the time of the disappearance, Bobby was 44, Sherry Lynn was 40, and their daughter Madison was only six years old. Um. A car accident in 2003 involving Bobby left him with chronic back pain. And Sherry Lynn had been diagnosed bipolar and would often suffer from severe bouts of depression. The family did live in a small town uh, called Eufaula, Oklahoma. Um, It's kind of well-known around Oklahoma for the lake. Lots of people in Oklahoma City go to Eufaula every summer. And at the time, both Sherry Lynn and Bobby were not employed and were living on disability. Okay. We do know that they were looking to purchase acreage or an acreage of land outside of Eufaula, roughly about 30 minutes away in the Washita Mountains. Yeah. So... The just before their disappearance, 
in the months leading up to their disappearance. The Jamesons had visited a local priest to speak with him about some crazy stuff that was happening in their house. So they believed that their home was haunted, but not just haunted by like a Casper the Friendly ghost, but by super dark spirits that were basically ruining their lives. They weren't able to sleep. They weren't... um, able to take care of things effectively because these spirits were absolutely messing with them at all times. Okay. So they asked their priest, is there anything that we can do to remove them from the home? Is there like a magic bullet essentially? And so that was a big deal going on in their family. And then the day of the disappearance, There's actually video surveillance of them that spans hours up to their disappearance because they had cameras all over their house, like on the exterior of their home. There is hours of footage of them walking between their truck, their pickup truck, and their home, carrying things back and forth in a very methodical fashion. And... Some investigators believe that during this time of carrying items back and forth to the the truck, they were operating in a trance-like state. And it's all based on the concept that these two people were not talking to each other. They weren't having a six-hour conversation back and forth while they're walking to and from the truck. Right. And this footage is so grainy, you can't even, you wouldn't be able to tell if anyone was talking right. on the footage. And so we don't know where they're getting this assertion that they were in this trance-like state. I mean, right. it's weird that people are walking but, to and from a truck But also, for if hours. you're walking, which it is weird, you're walking for hours back and forth. But I know if my husband and I are unloading the car, or even my kids unloading the car of groceries or whatever... <laughs> We're not going to be having a conversation. Yeah. We're not going to be like, hey, (laughs) none of that. None of that's going to happen. So, I mean, cool. They had that. They had that little. They had a theory that they were in a trance-like state. And it sort of plays into this concept of like dark spirits and possessive force and things like that. So, and that's from the county sheriff. Right. That's not from like woo-woo witch doctors. That's from the county sheriff. Yeah. It's crazy. There was also talk that they had um, uh, bought a book on witchcraft that Sherry Lynn had. Um, Which they referred to as a demonic Bible. Mm -hmm. And I was like, King, get your facts straight. None of that is. That doesn't happen. That's not real life. (laughs) Um, But it's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. So. We are talking about rural Oklahoma, so... Yeah, every, we, everything that's not Christianity is the devil, so... Basically. I get that. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, about a week into the dis- disappearance on um, 10-17 of 09, hunters on dirt bikes found the abandoned truck in Latimer County. Which is okay. away from Eufaula. Yeah. So, you know how people always say joggers are the ones that always find the bodies, Right. Well, in Oklahoma, it's the hunters. Or the farmers. Always. Always. Never fails. 
um, the area the truck was found is about an hour drive from their home and not near the land that they were looking at to purchase. So really strange. They don't know what's going on. What's even more strange is the things left in the truck were one, the family dog who was malnourished and close to death a week. The dog survived. The dog's still alive. The dog lived. Dog's still alive. But he was left in the truck. Uh, Their wallets with their IDs, a cell phone and their coats. And like I said, this was in October of 09, which it just depends on, you know, you guys know, yeah, it could what be it's gonna, 80, it could be 35. You, yeah. you just never know could what be, the weather's going to be. It could be 80 in the day and 20 at night in Oklahoma. So during the search, though, of the truck, they did find $32,000 in cash in Ziploc bags. And it was in a bank bag hidden um, under some tools under a seat. So they're like, what, what is happening? So it just starts getting weirder and weirder. Uh, there was also empty pill bottles found in the truck. So another thing, the, the one thing that really got us like, what the hell is going on is there was an 11 page handwritten letter from Sherry Lynn to Bobby. And so some reports refer to it as a hate letter. But from what we understand, most of the worst or some of the worst things in the letter were just Sherry Lynn calling Bobby a hermit and commenting on how he was home too much, which my husband, same. Same. My husband would never leave the house if no one made him. Exactly. So um, there was also some items missing from the truck. So allegedly a gun that Sherry Lynn was known to carry and a briefcase. Supposedly both of these items were seen being put into the truck. But if you remember, like what we were saying earlier, this footage was really grainy. And so we're like, how? But, uh, you know, it's the authorities. So they must have seen something. Supposedly she had like a smaller caliber gun, like a 38 or a 22 that she was known uh, to carry and brandish i mean people around there knew she had a gun right yeah so the authorities have said on this video footage we see her putting this gun and this briefcase into the truck and i'm like but how though Mm -hmm. you can barely make out that they are human beings walking back and forth to the truck you know yeah so it's just it's it's sus let's say it's sus okay yeah uh, in 2009, Latimer County Sheriff had no shortage of leads. Like, they had everyone in on it. Like, the the local priest and the parent, the families, obviously. All of the search parties returned no evidence of the family anywhere near where the truck was found. And according to the sheriff, when he was interviewed, they searched a five-mile perimeter around the truck. And the area that this truck was found is extremely remote, right? So lots of rocky hillside, lots of trees, um, and what we would consider Oklahoma mountains, which not really mountains, mountains. (laughs) we don't really have those in Oklahoma, Um, but, you know, the closest mountains. 
four years later, again, hunters would find human remains in what is called the Smokestack Hollow area of Panola Mountain. Okay, they found three skulls, a number of bones, bone fragments, and I think a shoe. Yeah, and some scraps of clothing. And the area that the remains were found was less than three miles as the crow flies from the Jameson's truck. So they somehow missed in this five mile perimeter four years earlier, these, this family. It was impossible to determine that cause of death because of the decomp. Um, there was a small hole in Bobby's skull that was thought to have been a bullet wound, but that was later dropped as a line of inquiry by the investigators. So three, three bodies, no way of knowing how they died and yeah. their cause of death has never been determined for yeah. them. It's still listed as undetermined on their death certificates. Um, so there's a lot that we don't know, but people have provided theories and not just uh, Reddit theories or web sleuth theories. These are theories that have come to light from uh, the Jameson's own family members. So Sherilyn's mother believes that the family met their end as the result of a cult or a white supremacist group that the family had been targeted by. And she can't really say for what, and they were a white family. So I am not really sure how, I mean, how they would have been targeted by a white supremacist group, but those people are crazy anyway, Shan. No, no I listen, I agree (laughs) that we're not dealing with like a full set of crayons there, but it, I mean, it's, it's kind of a wild theory, right? It's true. And I'm not sure of like the status of current cults operating in Latimer County. Right. We do, we do know there are quite a few cults and a ton of white supremacists. A ton of white supremacists. In the southeast area of Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Um, But, so that is her mom's theory. Right. The former sheriff of Latimer County, which if you uh, would like to look him up, his name is Israel Beecham. He's gorgeous. He's beautiful. He really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's not the sheriff anymore. No, no. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> His theory is that both Sherilyn and Bobby were behaving in a way that was consistent with the use of drugs. Making them behave in that trance-like state that they assert is evident on the video. And he even went so far as to suggest that the $32,000 in cash was from drug deals because investigators could never find a source for that cash. They could never find a secret bank account or an insurance payout or anything like that that would lead them to have that large amount of cash in one place, right? So... One of the prevailing theories is that it was a drug deal gone terribly wrong. And not only were the parents 
murdered, but so was the six-year-old child. Also, there's a lesser prevailing theory that Sherilyn was in such a bad place mental health-wise because of her struggles with bipolar disorder that she may have completed a murder-suicide resulting in the deaths of everyone in the family, and that's why we can't locate the gun. It's out there in the wilderness somewhere. Um, But both her mother and Bobby's mother dispute this theory, stating that she could never hurt her daughter. She would never hurt her daughter. The, The family was struggling financially, and obviously with some like dark forces in their home and things like that, that she doesn't believe she could ever hurt her daughter at all. Um, And some people even suggest that it's simply they pulled off the road onto this remote logging road, went for a little hike, lost their bearings, and froze to death at night on that mountain. Um, So take take all that with the grain of salt of no one actually knows what happened. Yeah, I mean, they could have honestly just stopped to take a break or enjoy the view because it is a really pretty area, right? And then just ran into the wrong person at the wrong time, right? Right. And so when it's that um, isolated out there and, you know, there there is a, you know, meth issue in Southeast Oklahoma, it's... It's, it's re- not it's, it's really not a wacky anything. theory. It's really anything could could really have happened. They could have run across an illegal alcohol still. Yeah. You know, they could have they could have run across someone doing something out there, a clandestine meth lab or anything like that, and just got in the middle of something that they never intended to. Yeah. So reviewing the publicly available information on this case could lead you in 50 different directions. Mm -hmm. All of them are bananas. All of them are. But the biggest overarching questions that remain are, with Bobby's back injuries, chronic back pain, that he was taking medication for daily, that he was on disability because of, could he really have hiked up a steep incline in rocky terrain almost three miles from his truck at all? Yeah. Could that six-year-old child have? I can't make it through like a regular hike without falling and breaking my tailbone. <laughs> I don't know how anyone with chronic pain or a small child right. could make it up those kinds of embankments and, and rocky terrain. Yeah. Um, Another question is, were they actually suffering from, like, a paranormal infection of their family? Yeah. Was something actually, like, possessing them in some sort of way? Right. Or infiltrating their, you know, their minds? Right. You know? I mean... I think we all agree that dark spirits are a real thing. Yeah. And dark energy is a real thing. Yes. And it can really mess you up. But also, did Sherilyn actually have a gun that day? Right. Or are people just 
speculating that it was one of the things that they took in the 50 trips to and from the truck. Right. Cause I mean, if you, if you are married to an individual with a bipolar disorder, with a mental disorder, and at any time they start having an episode, at what point do you let them keep that gun? Right. Do you, could he have gotten rid of this gun? you know, prior. I think it's possible if he was a, if he was truly a responsible, loving husband, I think it's definitely possible that at some point he got rid of that gun. Yeah. Just to avoid any sort of tragedy. Right. From her, not even taking another life, but taking her own life. Right. Yeah. If you're that deep in depression, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope, I hope that that happens. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we don't know. So like, where did the $32,000 in cash come from? That's my, like, how? Because a home equity loan is traceable, yeah. right? A, like a personal loan is traceable. Mm-hmm. Bank accounts in small towns are super traceable. Yeah. And credit lines are traceable. Like, where did this cash come from? Because both of their families say they didn't give them. Right. There they, was no large sums of cash being exchanged or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, they had no clue where that money came from. Yeah. The families didn't. Yeah. And the poor dog that was left in the truck was the daughter Madison's dog. Yeah. Why bring the dog on a trip to do a drug deal? Why bring the dog on a road trip if you're going to complete a murder-suicide? Why, why bring the dog if you're just going to leave the dog in the truck? to suffer right well, well you why bring a six-year-old if you're going to make a drug deal agree agree yeah, to all so, of it agree like, there's so many questions agree. like i don't um i mean there's so many questions and truly the only thing that we know from this story is two parents and a six-year-old girl were lost in some way Mm-hmm. Whether it was natural, whether it was by foul play, mm-hmm. uh, whether they got caught in something that they, that was bigger than them, right. right? They are still very missed by their families and the families are still trying to find answers. There's really no evidence. Mm-hmm. There's really no forensics available at all. They have some bone fragments and skulls right? that tell them, yes, these are our family members, but we don't know what happened. Yeah. And it's still unsolved to this day. Yeah. I mean, it's 13 years. We're going on 13 years, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, Latimer County has had two or three sheriffs at this point mm-hmm. that have gone through this case. They still publish uh, news news pieces about it and there are a few uh larger crime shows that have done mm-hmm. done pieces over this case yeah true crime daily did a piece yeah. over it yeah so i would definitely encourage you to go out there and watch the pieces they show pieces of the video and you can see exactly how grainy and nondescript mm-hmm these video surveillance pieces are because for them to assert that they put certain items in the truck, you, for most of the video, you can't even, you can't see people's hands. You can't make out that this is the hand Mm -hmm. 
So if I'm carrying a 38 caliber weapon that's about this big, about the size of my fist, because I have meaty hands, um, how, how do you know that this is a weapon? Or is it just a water bottle? Or is it just my phone? Or how do you know that this is a gun? When I can't even make out that this is a hand, yeah. except I know it's attached at the end of your arm. That's it. Yeah. So I would love for you guys to go out and watch it. Let us know what you think. Do you have any theories currently? I'm going ghosts. I agree. I think it could totally be ghosts. Totally. There was, yeah. So what kind of medication was that? So they have not released the type of medication from their insinuations of it being connected to a drug deal. We, our take from it was that they were saying they were selling pain pills. Yeah. And And how can you have $32,000 and struggling financially? That, and that's the thing. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. So we know that they were struggling financially. They were living solely off of disability payments, but they were shopping for a, for an acreage to purchase. And they were going to go live on this acreage in like a, a container home. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, some people don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? Okay. So do you know what shipping containers look like? The big metal shipping containers? Yes. So in Oklahoma, sometimes we make those homes (laughs) and they look actually, they look really cool. If you, they can make them look really cool. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like the OG tiny home, but in rural areas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so it's super inexpensive. Very inexpensive. Yeah. So that's what they were going to do. Yeah. No. You right. don't. So they were going to buy the acreage, put a container on it, insulate it, live in it, and just be kind of off the grid. Yeah. But again, where is the money coming from? Because buying land in Oklahoma was cheaper than it. It's not. You can't get it for $500. You can't get acreages for $500. So they, the land that they were looking at was somewhere around that $40,000 range. And they think that that cash was for the land, but no one can determine where the, where the money was sourced from, right? Yeah. So the insinuation is that they were selling Bobby's pain pills or potentially her psychotropic drugs. Um. Or meth. I mean, meth is a huge trade in Oklahoma. It truly is. Every family in Oklahoma has been touched by meth. Mm -hmm. And at this point, by by pain pills and oxy and fentanyl and all that. So it's not far from anybody's mind that that's always a possibility that they were dabbling in that. So do we have any other theories? Or questions? Did you say that all three family members were found? They found. They found three skulls. Yeah. Were they like? So obviously, in some way or another, those individuals—he did leave the truck, and it would be assumed arrived at that location where he was found. Right. Not that he was that there was animal predation that might. That's what I'm saying. Are they scattered? They. It's we don't know because in that part of Oklahoma, you have mountain 
lions. Right. Bears. Was was yeah. it a fucking bear, y'all? We was it lions. a bear? We have lions, we have bears. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was coyotes. Yeah. I I think it was close enough together that they sort of found them kind of all in at so the same time. That's what I am understanding because it did not take them days or weeks to find okay. all of it. All of it. it However, was, not there's not full bodies. No, it's just but body that, parts. It's just bone parts. Exactly. Right. So yeah, yeah. I think yes, right. And I think you have to assume that there is going to be scavenging um, and all of that that's going on up um, there because of mountain lions and bears and everything else. Um, but they found three complete skulls. Yeah. yeah. So it's possible that the rest of the smaller bones were. Yeah. 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 But they found like shoes. They found multiple shoes. They found. Uh, clothes, degraded clothes, huh? So after the uh, hunters called it in no, the, for the truck, like the original, yeah. Okay, so, the, so this reminds me of just like the Brandon Lawson case, yeah. You have to search on foot, yes. And, then, and they did in that era, in like that, yes, similar train, yes. Yep, they had they had dogs, uh, they did have dogs out there, they had what 50 I know people. they. He said it people. was the biggest search that had ever been done in Southeast yes. Oklahoma. They also had guys on four wheelers too that were going through that rough terrain as well. So yeah. they they did do what they thought was a really you know thorough a, search, a really thorough search. Um, being you know, and we don't know were were the bodies even there at that time? Yeah, you know yeah. because they did the search within a week of the disappearance. So do we even know if the bodies were there at that time? If they truly got lost and disoriented, did they survive for a few days and wander in? Did the remains get repositioned because of scavengers? Is it possible that one, you know, some sort of animal? had a den near where the remains were found and all of that was carried back. We just don't know. We yeah. just don't know. And it then being found four years later within two miles of the truck is, is really weird. Yeah. It was like 2.7 miles as the crow flies. It's not, it's not a direction that you would walk because it's so crazy terrain. Yeah. But it's 2.7 miles as the crow flies and should have been within that five mile search radius yeah. that they did initially. Yeah. So it's an interesting story. Really I is. definitely encourage you to go check it out. And we, we've reached our time. Oh my gosh. We did 30 minutes. We did 30 left. minutes. So we didn't even go down in flames. Woo! Thank you to our beautiful audience members. And uh, hopefully anyone listening will go subscribe to You're Doing Fine Oklahoma if you don't already. And, you know, you can skip to the good parts if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen to Shan talk about hiking and breaking her tailbone because I was there for that. Oh. Um, and it was it was a fun time for sure. Yeah. But thanks for joining us on our first Spotify Live, guys. Thank you, Thank you new best friends. We're going to be yes, we <laughs> Thank you, Spotify Live. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, 
Like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod.